Hi everyone, welcome to my show. I'm Shalann. I decided to put this little podcast together to record the stories of people that I know, people close to me, people in my family, some of my friends. I just think people are fascinating and have all kinds of things to teach us with the stories of their lives and the things that they've been through. So sit back, relax, and maybe have a laugh or two with me as we listen to these stories and get to know people a little bit better. Thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoy. Before we get started with this first episode, I am going to throw out a disclaimer right here. I am by no means an expert. This is my first foray into podcasting, and I'm doing this all through an app on my phone. So I'm sure I've made plenty of mistakes, but please bear with me as I'm figuring out the ins and outs of recording and editing. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and go with it, though, because that's how you learn, right? You just give it a shot. So without any further ado, here we are. All right, welcome to our first show. I'm going to be talking to my wonderful husband, Dave. Say hi, Dave. Hi. Uh, We're going to go ahead and just, I'm going to ask you a few questions here just to get to know you so all these wonderful listeners can get to know a little bit more about you. So, first of all, what's your full name? David James Martis. All right. And you were born in Iowa. So tell me a little bit about that, about, um, well, I don't remember much about it. <laughs> Not about when you were born. It was a cold day. In I June? Was naked. In June? Oh, it was in June. <laughs> Never mind. It okay. was in 1968 in Des Moines, Iowa. What I meant was tell me a little bit about growing up in Iowa. Yeah, it was cool. It was hot and humid. Yeah. Is there anything in particular you remember um, about you know any childhood memories you want to share? Oh yeah, we used to have fun. So we had a baseball diamond right behind our house, and then somewhere in our subdivision was woods, just miles and miles and miles of woods. So we would go and we had. Well, somebody else built a tree house somewhere, and we we found that tree house, and so we would go to that tree house, and it was a it was probably miles away, so it it seemed like so you spent a lot of time. We were a long ways away from home, but it you know it was. It probably wasn't that far. When I was little, it, I I say miles, but maybe it wasn't that far. This is in the summertime. You guys would go and you found mm-hmm. this tree house. It was like one particular summer that you found the the tree house. Then, or that, or you just we we came across it one time. It it didn't matter if it was summer, spring, winter, or fall. We we would go there. And we do. Who was this that you were hanging out with at the time? Kevin Hoskins. And he yeah. was your age? Mm-hmm. How old do you think you were? I was in grade school. He didn't go to, so I had it had to be first, second, third. No, he did go. So it had to be fourth, 
maybe fourth or sixth grade. Okay, and this right is when you were somewhere. when you were going to um, Christ the King. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. so you went to I'm talking about Christ the King. You went to a private Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you started out at a regular public yeah, elementary public school, school, and then eventually went to a, a private Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what was that like? How many kids were in your class? Like maybe fifteen. So a nice small class. Yeah. yeah, that was our graduating class maybe of eighth grade was maybe fifteen kids. Very so, small classes. And I know you've told me before about that you kind of growing up with those same kids all through, um you become more like family in a way, right? Like mm-hmm. you just Yeah. Similar to what what we like about our school for our kids now. Mm-hmm. That smaller community. Yep. Um. So then, when you uh, got a little bit older and you went to the to what is it Dowling High School? Mm-hmm. Anything that jumps out at you for memories there, or anything you want to share with with folks? That just Dowling was more like um, I don't know. You, you felt like you were going to somewhere like Harvard <laughs> and that you didn't not fit in <laughs> with that crowd. That's, that's what it was like because a lot of, you know, when you have um, Porsches and Ferraris and Corvettes all in the parking lot and then you come in driving in your Plymouth chain. <laughs> so you you yeah. grew up in a, a pretty much a middle class, mm-hmm. regular mm-hmm. suburban house. Yep. The typical mom, dad, you and mm-hmm. your sister. Yep. And hardworking parents, and because mm-hmm. your mom worked the whole time that you remember, right? Yeah. Yep. Your mom worked at Honeywell. Mm-hmm. All that time. Yep. And your dad worked Work. for the airlines. Yeah. So where was he, where did he start out working? Which airline was it again? Ozark. Okay. That's what it was for a long time. And then it was. And then I I don't remember because there were several. Yeah. They were bought out by somebody, and they were bought out by somebody else. And I think by the time I met you, it was what TWA. Yeah, I think it was TWA then. So, so you went, so you came from this middle class family mm-hmm. and then went to this high school that, with a lot of the upper class kids. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of student were you? Freshman, sophomore year, I was no good. <laughs> no good? No, not as far as didn't really care about my grades and didn't really care about doing homework and stuff. You didn't skip class, did you? Oh, so many times. (laughs) Because for half of my day at school, I would go to, um, what do you call that place? Central Campus. Central Campus. Yeah, the trade school. Yeah. Because they just started that at Dowling, so I wanted to do electronics. 
So when I started doing that, it was so easy to skip because they wanted this program to work and they wanted to promote it. So anyone that was going there really couldn't get in trouble for anything because it would make that program look bad. <laughs> so, And you knew how to, how to work the system. So a lot of times we would, I would accidentally, because we had to take a public bus and they would give us tokens. But then if you accidentally missed that first bus, the next one went to the mall. <laughs> so I would take, we, yeah, we would take the bus to the mall sometimes and then go, oh, we'll just call the counselor later after we go to the arcade and play some games and stuff. And then we'd call the counselor and say, we don't know how we ended up here. Only worked a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Say how many times did that? Caught. I'm sure the counselor wasn't stupid. Yeah. But we... Yeah, I skipped a lot. But we figured out... My dad, Grandpa Jim, never... The, the secretaries in the office at Dowling would really look at notes. If you had a note to be excused from class they really looked at him well grandma sharon's the only one that ever wrote notes grandpa jim never wrote a note well it was the same for rich his dad had never written him a note so rich became my dad and i became his dad <laughs> because they didn't have anything to compare it to oh. so we wrote each other notes and then when my mom she would always ask oh you got perfect attendance did you well, Anne has her perfect attendance award. And I would have to look, be like, oh, I don't know. I, maybe they forgot to give it to me. <laughs> and so she would ask me to go check with the office. Knowing full well, I've missed like 15 days this semester. Oh, my so, goodness. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we should let the kids hear this part of the... No, no, they can't. <laughs> the recording. Yeah. Um... All right, so, okay, so going back to that Central Campus um, thing, I know you've told me a few stories there, mm -hmm. but it, I know that that experience, I know it stuck with me when I was there, so mm -hmm. what's the, what do you think was the best part about that experience for you, aside from skipping and going to the mall? It was, well, the electronics. That was, it was the, that, that was my favorite part of it, and that I was going with kids from, seeing kids from a lot of different schools, you know? Mm -hmm. So, when we showed up in our khaki pants and our uniform, we looked really out of place, but everybody was cool about so, it. That's interesting, because you, going to the school, your home school, you felt out of place going there, but you mm -hmm. felt more at home going to mm -hmm. the school with yeah. other kids that were from middle class, yeah, know, blue collar families nobody really cared about any of that what anybody was wearing or yeah because imagine at dowling it was all about the oh. who had the the latest you know the guest jeans and yes the, <laughs> yep back then in the 80s mm -hmm. the best shoes and the best hair yep. the kids and, of the lawyers and doctors and the kids from dowling that went some of them were really popular so then i kind of got in with you know with that crowd 
meeting more people at my home school, too. Oh. So it was a lot easier after that just because I knew more people that I'd see in the... And then I I could go to dances and stuff because I knew a lot of people. Whereas before, I'd, I'm not really a people meter. I don't do that stuff on my own. I need other people to introduce me to people kind of thing. So, so that worked. That's why my junior and senior year were really good. Then hmm. I focused on my, on my grades. All right. So then after, okay, let's move forward to after, after high school. What was the next phase of your life then? When you graduated, after you graduated, you graduated in 1987, right? Yeah, 87. And that's when, that's when I went and see, saw Rich in California. Oh, your road trip. Yeah, yeah tell about that's that. that's when I went to, I, I had a round trip ticket to go visit my friend in California. And I flew out there. And then while I was out there, he decided he wanted to come move back home. He, he was staying, living with his sister and his brother-in-law. I guess I didn't realize that part, that it was a round-trip ticket and that he decided when you were there. I guess I didn't Yeah, he decided, he, he was, he just decided that he wanted to move back. And then um, he talked me into driving back with him instead of me flying back. And so we got in his Vegas station wagon and <laughs> drove from California to Iowa. Was it yellow? It was yellow. I think I remember. Because he still had it, didn't he? Mm -hmm. After He, he had it for a while until he got the Belvedere. <laughs> that was a big boat of a car. But, yeah, he... We... And we were going through San Francisco where they have those real crazy hilly roads. Mm -hmm. And he's just flying because we're like... He wants to jump like Dukes of Hazards, you know? <laughs> and we did... We left the ground that bottomed out his car and they broke the gas gauge. That's how it got broken. Okay. So I said we only had half a tank, but he claimed we had a full tank. So we just drove on. We had no gas gauge the whole way. So we just had to go by our instincts. <laughs> and you were, and again, somewhere like 18 years old at this yeah, time? Yeah, and somewhere in the middle of the desert, we ran out of gas. <laughs> It was in the middle of nowhere, and he had no air conditioning in his car, so we sat out there. It was so hot, and then that Jesus Saves van pulls up. Luckily, he gave us five gallons of gas, and we made it to the next stop and got gas, and then we were really careful after that. We saw him got gas a lot. So where was the, tell me about the hotel. What, at what point was that the hotel where you had to, the oh, door? Oh, with no door locks. <laughs> it's like a nightmare. That was in Texas. <laughs> it was in Texas. It started pouring down rain, like, like, like Iowa rain. Just, you can't see the road at all. And so we knew we had to pull over. And so we pulled off on some, somewhere in Texas. I don't remember exactly where, but there was a hotel sign. And so we went and drove up there and paid for a room. And we went to the room and the door just pushes open. And it <laughs> it's was like, like one of my nightmares. It seriously is. That doesn't, 
we got, we got to go tell him that somebody broke the lock on the door. So we go back to the manager and he said, they're all like that. Take her to leave it. <laughs> so we had wow. to take turns sleeping and go, the other one guarded the door. <laughs> oh my gosh. And this is so long route 66, right? You were on. No one slept under the covers either. <laughs> Not in a hotel like that. <laughs> Oh man! And it was that on your that was yeah that was on. Is that Route sixty six? Yeah. Yeah. And so that see this is like, sounds like something that would be a good movie, you know, like a yeah a, like a coming of age story. You well, know, the, and two then boys traveling across the country. And then the radiator broke, and I don't remember where we were, but radiator broke, and it was some hick town. Like, like the, if your house was on fire, they'd be like, well, all right, let me scurry around <laughs> here and see if I can find a pail. <laughs> you know, they're no hurry. And so the guy that, he's like, oh, mm, mm, okay. Yeah, looks like you need a new radiator. So then... Rich had to call his dad because we didn't have enough money to pay for a radiator. Well, it, meanwhile, the guy went ahead and fixed it, and then he didn't charge us any money. Wow. He just let us, sent us on our way, and we made it. So someone was okay, think about that. The Jesus Saves bus saved you. Oh, yeah. Time. And then the the Good Samaritan in the Hick Town. Yep. The... And we were so scared of those Jesus saves people. <laughs> oh my goodness. Because we were Catholics and they might, they were going to try to brainwash us. <laughs> and all they really wanted to do was help you. Yeah. And that, so that was, that was what, in 1987? That was right after you graduated? Yeah. Yep. All right. And then, so then what was that like? So what was, what happened after that summer? Do you remember? 87, you got back home, and then what? Is that when I, I started DMAC? I don't know. I wasn't there yet. I hadn't moved to Iowa yeah. yet. Yeah. I don't remember when I started. Did I take that year off? I think I took that year off and just worked. Just worked and hung out with friends. That's when you were working at Dolls. Yeah. And I think I was also working at the Dairy Suite. Oh, your parents had that still. Yeah. I think they had the dairy suite. And so then you had, that's when you had the other girlfriends before you mm -hmm. knew me. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to go into that if you don't want to. No. <laughs> God, no. So, but, um, all right. So then when I came along, that was, was going to be like a year later before you met me because that was in May that we met. Um. All right, let's kind of shift gears then. So tell me about some places that you've traveled since your dad worked for the airline. I know you, you guys traveled a lot. You've told me some fun stories oh, about yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he would come in and be like, let's go to Texas. Let's, or let's go see the Ewing Ranch. That was cool. <laughs> Dallas. The Dallas. Dallas fame. Yes. We went and saw the South ranch. South Fork Ranch. Yep. We went to South Fork Ranch. That it was, was like cool. like spur we of the went, moment kind of stuff. Just like mm -hmm. we went and saw where JFK got shot. 
Yeah, because one time he came in and he goes, I'm thirsty for some orange juice. Do you guys want some orange juice? I'm like, yeah. Okay, well, let's go get on. Let's see if we can get a flight out of here to Florida and get a glass of orange juice. Except the joke was on him because the the glass of orange juice in the airport were eight bucks each. Oh, jeez. <laughs> We didn't have orange juice because we <laughs> sat down. We sat down and he did something. He's like, eight dollars for a glass of no. no we're not doing <laughs> After that. After you flew to yep. But it was free to fly. Yeah, yeah. And so you'd go there. You just and you had to wear a a suit, basically a suit and tie. You had to dress up. You had to dress nice because you were representing the airline. And did you mostly get to fly? Did you don't tell me it didn't record any of that. Oh, it was recording. Yeah, we're just going to... Oh. It just stopped when I moved it, so we're going to pick up again. Okay. Okay, so go ahead and continue with that, what you were saying. Yeah. Get to fly for free. We, we w would um, mostly fly coach, but but sometimes the flights were so empty, you could sit wherever you wanted. It didn't matter. Oh, that's a far cry from today, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It, was, it wasn't that busy. It just wasn't nearly as busy. So when you got to Florida, did you get off the plane? Yeah. I mean, get off the. I mean, get out of the airport. That's what I meant. No, no. Some places we just we would go just to the airport. But other places we would get a taxi and and go places, or a rental car. Yeah. But on those spur of the moment things, it was usually just let's just fly somewhere and then fly back. Huh. And your dad worked for the airline for how long? For, do you know how many years? I don't know. A lot. He'll, a lot. he'll have to be... Next time I get a chance, I'll do an interview with those, with mm -hmm. your mom and dad, too. Oh, yeah. Find out more about them. Those are the kind of stories that we want to hear, too. Mm-hmm. So, where else? Where other memorable places have you traveled? Oh, the Lake of the Ozarks. That was a big, huge thing. You know, because we had that cabin at the Lake of the Ozarks. And that's always where we went in the summertime. Always. But yeah. that was kind of, that's stepping back, you know. Yeah, that's okay. Because as we got older is when they decided to sell it, when we when we didn't want to go. So going back to that, when you, I know you've told me some of those stories too, um, about traveling down there. Because it was like a six-hour drive from mm -hmm. Des Moines down to the mm -hmm. lake. I, was, I always liked going there when we went. Um so tell me about that. I know that there is that, the funny story you had about riding with the other family in their car. <laughs> tell about that. In their truck. Well, it was like we were in the in the back of the truck, but it had a camper shell thing over it. We were in the back of the truck, but they had they didn't would not stop for the bathroom. You didn't stop for the bathroom. They had a coffee can. So gross. And it was a shared coffee can. <laughs> it were, it might have been different. I was young, you know. I'm a little boy. I don't care if I pee in a coffee, but not that somebody else. Okay, yeah. So continuing the story with the coffee yeah. can. <laughs> yeah, that was just disgusting me. Yeah. And we stopped. We all stopped at the gas station. I'm running over to. They want me to pee in a coffee can. They. This is like it. They said, this is it. We have to stop and get gas once. We're not stopping again. And my mom, I think she thought it was funny. <laughs> I think I would too. 
Probably because we had to stop a lot between me and my sister, you know. Yeah. They, they probably had to make a lot of stops, and so they were just glad that they and, didn't have to. And your sister, your sister was riding with your mom and dad that yeah. time? Yeah. And so tell, oh, I remember you telling me about a time when your sister, your dad got so mad because your sister, you guys were driving along and your sister yelled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was a big chicken, picture of a huge chicken holding a stop sign. And, and all of a sudden she just yells, stop. And Grandpa Jim slams on the brakes and slamming on the brakes locked him up. You know, those yeah. cars didn't have analog brakes, so <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and all she did was just was reading that sign, but oh. he was very, very, very angry. He didn't find it amusing at all. No, I, I would have got punched, <laughs> but she didn't, they're just, it's just like, don't do that. Yeah. So you and your sister had it. Had a fun relationship growing up, right? Oh. <laughs> and about mm. that. Yeah. She could do no wrong. She was the innocent one. And I was the bad one. So for a little context here, Anne is my age. Um, she's like a month older than me. So that makes Dave and Anne about three years apart. Yeah. Dave's the big brother. Yep. I was bad, though. I was bad. How so? What do you mean? Like, just, I was a little turd. <laughs> so, what was the deal with the, the door, the bedroom door? What was the story about that? Something. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't remember what she was mad about. But she was mad about something. Well, I belong to the cassette Columbia. Oh, yes. Right? I'm paying my own hard-earned money to buy these cassettes. She got them all out of my thing, took them into her room, and she's standing by the door, smelling, pulling the tape oh. out of the cassettes, ruining my cassettes. So I ran, and of course, she closed and locked the door. And so I turned around and kicked, and I kicked a hole in the wall. In the wall? In the wall. It was in the wall. <laughs> I was dead. And I called Grandma Sharon at work to try to get, try to get her to call Grandpa Jim at work before he got home. Just to kind of get a buffer going. <laughs> nope. She was having none of that. He was just going to find out when he walked through the door. So was your dad usually home before your mom? Mm-hmm. Yep. He always got home first because it, it his work was a lot closer. Mm. Oh, yeah. And he worked earlier. Kind like, of the way like you and I Mom worked like are. nine to five and, mm -hmm. and he worked probably six to three mm -hmm. kind of thing. He would always come home and then just go straight into his room and take a nap. And you did not. You didn't say nothing to him. Until he got up. So what happened with that? With the... That was that sucked <laughs> bad because he had to cut the whole wall. He had to cut a huge. It was in a like the worst spot that you could put a hole in. It couldn't just be patched. He had to replace the whole section of drywall. 
It wasn't good. <laughs> oh, but no. My ruined cassettes? No, that was okay. <laughs> no no trouble there. Yeah. So when you said you were you were bad, I'm going to kind of go back again in time a little bit. I know you... Uh, tell me some of these stories that you had with the babysitter. With the oh, we baby. went through babysitters. So many of them. <laughs> I had babysitters' parents come and yell at me. Oh, my goodness. Because the babysitter was crying in the corner. <laughs> I just didn't like them. They, you know, it's like, you're what? Two years older than me? And you're going to come and tell me what to do? The, the babysitter thing was just a bad idea. You, I didn't need no stinking babysitter. <laughs> and that was the problem. Cause they were, and they were usually neighbors that, you know, it, you see every day and stuff. And it's like, what? You can't, I, no, I'll come over and watch you when your mom and dad leave. <laughs> you know, that's the way I felt. And I didn't like nobody else telling me what I could and couldn't do. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. I'm going to go to my friend's house. No, I don't. That's not a good idea. Well, guess what, sucker? <laughs> I'd go anyway. And your poor parents. Yeah, I know. They got called home all the time. I had the one babysitter lived down the street from us. And... I went, I ran from her, and I climbed a tree up in the field, and and I don't remember if it was Grandpa Jim or Grandma Sharon that had to come, because I wouldn't, there was no way, I wasn't coming down. She had like a, a little baby in each arm, and she was out there bawling, <laughs> and I was way up in the tree. I wasn't going back, no way, I was going home. And no one was going to stop me from going home. This is like a daycare? not going to... Yeah. Daycare provider? Yeah. <sighs> it was horrible. I did not like that place. And so there was one time, too, that you... I remember you kept leaving or something. You told me about that you kept leaving the daycare or something. You just kept walking away. Yeah, that was the that place. That was the same place? I, I, I could not stand that place. I don't remember why. And this is when your mom would be at work? Your mom and dad would be at work? Mm -hmm. And you'd... Oh, yeah. man. It was like two or three houses down. So I'd go home. I would bust out that door. I'm going home. I'm just going to sit at the front... On the front step until my mom and dad come And home. you were probably and how old? She wouldn't have it. And it's like, I am... I don't remember. There's a lot. I just... There's a lot I don't remember... About that place. It makes me wonder how old you were. I bet your mom would remember how old you were. <laughs> yeah. Oh. A guy caught me one time. One of the other neighbors. I was running. And he just reached down and grabbed me up. He was working on his truck. And he didn't do like any. It didn't even phase him. He just reached down and grabs me. And has me in his arm like this. While he's still working on his truck. <laughs> while the... Babysitter came. Oh. <laughs> so you must have been... Well, you were tiny anyway. I mean... Yeah. You were... You've always been... Yeah. You were always small. Oh, my goodness. All right. We're going to pause right here for a minute. We'll be right back.
All right, we're back. Um, we've been recording for quite a while, but we're going to continue on. We're going to pick up um, talking with Dave here, but I wanted to find out a little bit more about Aunt Annie, Dave's sister. Yes, sweet, sweet, dear sister. So, okay, I have to give a little more context here because this is actually, Ann and I were good friends, and that's how I met Dave. Um, we were working together at Burger King, and... And she brought me home to, to, for some reason, we were coming back to her house to, um, I don't remember what we were going to do, but we pulled in the driveway and as we're pulling in, she's telling me, please, whatever you do, please don't tell me my brother is cute. All my friends think my brother is cute. Please don't tell me that. So we pulled in the driveway and he and his mom are out there washing cars washing his Beretta. The Chevy Beretta, which was a really cool car at the time. No, it was sexy. Can, <laughs> no shirt on. <laughs> That's not true. Buff. Like six pack. Uh, yeah. Anyway, no. I did tell her that, um, I won't tell you he's cute, but he has a cute butt. All right, I'm going to throw in a little editorial note here. You may have heard me say in the beginning of that segment that uh, I wanted to find out a little bit more about Aunt Annie. Well, we had a nice little section recorded there, but after we had it all recorded, Dave decided he did not want me to publish that piece. So we had to cut that part out. But anyway, from here, we're going to jump right into our dating and, and marriage and all that kind of stuff. So here you go. You're probably... I'm trying to remember how old that we were then. So you would have been 19, tw almost 20. Yeah, because that's about yeah. how old you were when when I met you. Because I was 17, right? Yeah. 17 when we met. And so then thinking back to those days when we were first dating and stuff. Did you... Did you ever picture what our life would be like? Do you have any idea what things would be like? Mm -mm. I know I didn't. Mm -mm. I think I was too busy. I mean, we went to... No. At that age, you really... I mean... I didn't even know what I wanted to be still. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I wanted to do. I still don't know what I want to be. Um, but I think about, you know, the things that we did. We went to... Movies, like, all the time. I think we were at a movie, mm -hmm. like, every weekend. Yep. And you had money. It was you... movies and, and mall. And the mall. And the oh, mall. my goodness, yeah. Different malls. Yeah. Southridge Mall. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. I worked at the mall for a while. And then we'd go to that. It was like, when we go to, um, what was it? Valley West? Is that what it was called? Mall? West Moines, Valley West, yeah. Valley West Mall, that's where Von Maurer was that yeah, we worked at. Yeah, that was at. a fancy mall. Yeah. That was the, the high-end mall. Except Southridge had the water slide. Yeah, well, it was closed, though, by the time I moved yeah. there. I remember when I went to visit, and when I was younger, it was open. But that was when I was a kid. A little kid. All right, so when we were... So we dated... We dated for four years before we got married. Mm -hmm. Remember um, the friends that we hung out with, and you would, um, 
when we got engaged, I remember that whole uh, time time frame right there. Mm -hmm. How much did I pressure you when it came to engagement? I don't think I felt pressure. Because remember we went shopping for the ring at the mall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember feeling pressured. Well, that's good. That's good. I knew I was just dying to know, but I didn't know when. I knew that we picked out the rings and I knew that you were buying them, but I didn't know when you were going to propose. Mm -hmm. Well, you have to do the whole thing where you're going to be like, okay, a plane is going to fly down and drop turtle doves. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, well, you have you try to think of amazing things. But, really? Yeah. And you asked my dad, I didn't know this, that you even asked my dad for my hand. Yeah. He thought it was weird, too. <laughs> I mean, just the way that it looked, it was like, uh, he, he goes, yeah, we like you, okay? <laughs> we like you, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, that was kind of, well, I just remember um, just the difference in our parents, the Mm -hmm. just the whole while we were dating and everything too oh yeah because remember that your dad was like will you come and stay with her while we're gone yeah and now I'm telling my mom and dad they're like no you are not <laughs> yeah isn't that funny because I that would have been yeah when I was still in high school mm -hmm. and they were going away for a while and yeah so I ended up staying at your house instead oh yeah yeah that's how that went down Yep. Well, your parents could be there, so <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, so that was four years that we dated, and then lots of different jobs, and I managed to help you spend all your money pretty well. Mm -hmm. Did that pretty well for you. I remember you had the coolest stereo system. Oh yeah. It was in your little, your little uh, bachelor pad in your basement. Yep. Mr. Neron Monk sold me that. That's so funny there, that you yeah. remember the sales. I'll never name. forget his name. It's a weird name. <laughs> Neron Monk. Was he the same one that sold you the TV? No. Nope. Was it the same place? Nope. No, the, the Neron Monk worked at Radio Shack. <laughs> Radio Shack. They and don't they even exist the anymore either. they had the stereo with a CD player. So you and had... I went... Next door, uh, right across from it, was the record place. And they had one CD. I know That's which one it was. it was. Yeah, it was that Corey Hart. Boy in the Box. Yep. <laughs> we still have That's that. That's the only one they had. We still have it? Yeah, That's somewhere. That's crazy. Corey Hart, that's so funny. Yep. And was it, did you have the stereo first or the TV I had the stereo first. Cause, yeah, I think you had that before I met because you. Because I went, I had to go down to, um, I had to go to the bank. And then I I had enough money for it, but my dad said, no, you need to build your credit. So you buy it on um, their terms, which is, it was, there was no interest. So, and then, that, so I just made payments on it. But hmm. I had to put a down payment on it. 
think I had to get $500. And it was it a was nice, really nice stereo system, though. Mm -hmm. Those speakers were huge, and we had those for a long time. Yep. Great big speakers. Yeah, yeah. Downstairs in my mom and dad's house. <laughs> I could not play anything. <laughs> I seriously couldn't. <laughs> I had to turn the amplifier and the equalizer. I had to turn everything off, basically, and listen to it in mon monotone. Because it would be too loud. Yeah, because your dad's chair was, like, right up the top of the stairs, mm -hmm. wasn't it? Mm -hmm. The TV. Because they didn't have, like, a family room. It was just that little living room. Yeah. When you walk in. Their TV. And then you had a great big tube tv that you bought that big fancy tv mm -hmm. like a thousand a thousand dollars because they had picture in picture <laughs> that you never used nope <laughs> never oh that's funny and then i bought a vcr for eight hundred dollars holy crap yeah eight hundred bucks for a vcr yeah i remember it, renting one though we but it had self-rewind when it got done <laughs> it rewound itself our kids don't even have a, our kids don't even know what a VCR is. They they would have oh wait, maybe they do because Papa Kim has one, right? They play yeah, they play yeah. VHS they type tapes there. Yeah. But, but eight hundred dollars. So oh Can you so and that's so, so like these kids now where are they gonna get their eight hundred dollars to go buy something? They don't have no freaking job. <laughs> they will. They will. Because we need to make sure they have it. Okay, so. No. Um, I have money because I worked my ass off. <laughs> I would go to work. And, I, and when I started at 14 or 15, one of those two, I had to have a work permit. And my mom and dad had to sign it. They could only work us from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. And I think no more than three days a week. Well, I went in at 4 p.m. 8 p.m. came. And the manager was like, I really, can you stay till 10? Is that allowed? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll stay. So I stayed till 8 p.m. Well, I think I had to call my mom and dad. Because at the time, I didn't have my moped yet. <laughs> Your ride. moped. Yeah. <laughs> so they had to pick, take me and pick me up. And so, yeah, that was fine. Well, then he said, I really need you to stay and do night stock. Because the whole night crew called in. So Rich and I were the only two. We got locked in the store. We, there was no way we could get out unless we hit the emergency exit in the back. There was one door that we could go out. But if we hit that, the alarm went off. So we were basically locked in. And you were how old again? 14 or 15. Jeez. Working all night. So you guys must have been... Nope. No, <laughs> no working, working all night. <laughs> Drinking beer in the dairy cooler. Oh my gosh. Okay, our kids don't and need to know that part. <laughs> and riding around on the, the Zamboni, the... <laughs> Scrubber. The floor scrubber. <laughs> yep. Riding it around. And and then we had to go to school right after we got off work. We went to school. And then, well, he came in 
and unlocked the doors and we left. And we were supposed to work that night. So we we're like, we don't, there's no way we can work tonight because we're going straight to school. Yeah, yeah, you have to work tonight. So we went to school, got out of school, and went back to work hmm. at four o'clock. And he was there with Jolt Colas and Vibrant. <laughs> and I never felt so sick in my life. Oh, I took, bet. We took the Vibrant, drank those Jolt Colas. It just felt so sick. And that still was, did it anyway. And we did that a lot. We did. So I was working more hours when I was a kid than when I got full time. And I just went to 40 hours. I was actually disappointed. <laughs> you know, the big paychecks weren't coming in so much. Yeah, because we worked. We just worked and worked and worked and worked. And Grandpa Jim, I had, when I had a day off, I cherished my day off so much. And Rich and I were going somewhere, but I had to stop at the car wash, wash my car. And Grandpa Jim comes flying up. And he goes, oh, so lucky I found you. And he had my white shirt and tie and my pants. And he goes, you have to go to work. They called. They need help. And I told him you'd be right there. <laughs> oh, days way I, before cell phones. Yeah, and I did. I went in work because it was That's what money. you do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, I think we're going to pause right here. Um, yeah. I'm getting tired. Good. We've been talking for 50 minutes now, so we'll edit some of this out. But anyway, yeah, more see. with more with the stories with Dave later on. We're going to wrap up this episode for today. We'll probably be talking with Dave again in a future episode as I had so much fun listening to him tell about his childhood and then getting to reminisce a little bit about the parts where I came into the picture. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it as well and I look forward to sharing more stories with you from other people that I know and love. Until next time. Thank you.